the No Money But Dreams podcast is for those millennial dreamers who try to be in the top 1%. It doesn't matter what we've achieved. We wake up every morning with the mindset that we're still broke. We welcome you on our journey in search of that home run, which can change everything. Everything? Everything. Welcome to another episode of uh, No Money But Dreams. Today, we've got a very special guest with us. We'll introduce in a second, and I'm really excited uh, to get the chance to interview you today, Marwa, because you bring a completely new perspective to this podcast and hopefully to all the listeners. You are Emirati, you have uh, lived here for a very long time, and um, you can give us the... Making me sound old. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. (laughs) Not that long. (laughs) Yes, um, you can give us a complete new perspective to... You know, a lot of the foreigners which have joined the country. In, uh, I mean, I've been here now eight years with my family and, you know, my wife and um, our kids go to the same school. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll go into a number of different uh, kind of topics. Maybe to start with, if you could give us a little bit of a background of who you are as a person. Uh, okay, Tarek, so I met you guys even before you had the kids. I think when I met you, Tracy was pregnant. Yes. With the first child. Yes. So it has been like, what, seven, eight years? Uh, yeah, there are six, seven years at least, yeah. Yeah, so I have been working for uh, 17 years. Uh, like you said, I was born and raised in Dubai, Emirati. Uh, I come from a mixed family. Um, my roots are um, uh, Morocco, Sudan, but like um, Emirati. I grew up here and I lived here all my life. I've been working in media for 17 years mm-hmm. in the same company. Wow. I uh, finished my studies in visual communication at the American University in Dubai. And then I did my master's in business admin. And uh, television and media and art has always been my passion. So I wanted to pursue that as a career because... I think anything else I would get bored of and then I will hate my life. So I picked something that I enjoy. So uh, I started in Dubai TV as a graphic designer Mm -hmm. and then an art director and I shifted departments and right now I'm a producer. I produce shows and uh, TV series and also as a part-time thing I uh, present art and culture shows. Which is a very unique mix because you're in front of the camera and behind the camera. Yes. Which, uh, yeah, I mean, after 17 years, uh, you, you got to see the whole, the whole thing. Yes. Right. So that's a, that's a good introduction. But now tell us more about you. Who, who are you? Who is Marwa outside of work, outside of, um, you know, the day-to-days? You know what? It's not, there is not a big difference between me um, at work versus me outside work. I try to maintain the same persona. I'm a mother. I have a, a six-year-old son, single mother, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I kind of maintain the same uh, personality because I tried to be a different person. I have my own... Um, values and the way I see life, the things that I believe in. I'm a very spiritual person and um, I try not to, I try to have this distinction, play, wear different masks, mm-hmm. mother mask, uh, corporate uh, career woman mask, my own life with my friends and, and it was just very confusing and very uh, hard for my soul. Mm-hmm. So I try to respect everyone and protect my own space, my own aura and at the same time be who I am all the time. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, much easier to live life like this than having to pretend uh, to, to be someone that... I think that, that's you know, the secret of happiness in life. Yeah. Um, okay, so tell us a little bit more about... I mean, we came here eight years ago, as I said, um, and we feel very welcomed in the country. And, um, you know, you can't speak for every Emirati in the country, but um, you know the culture much better than, than we. Tell us a little bit more about, you know, how does the, the population which is from the country view everyone else coming in and the country changing at such a, a fast pace. I know that, you know, the ruler is uh, loved by everyone, not just Emiratis, also the experts. Everyone yeah. loves the rulers and, and love where the country is going. And I feel in the last two years or during COVID, Dubai kind of became the center of the world and so many more people are coming, not just to visit anymore, which everyone was doing before, but a lot of people are realizing, actually, this is a great place to live and to bring up your kids and to to do your business. Okay, so I think you and the whole world has noticed that Dubai right now is, uh, there is a lot of energy that has shifted to Dubai. Everybody's talking to Dubai uh, about Dubai. Everybody, everybody's curious to move to Dubai. Um, and for me, as an Emirati who grew up and lived all my life here, I could see the transition. It's crazy because when we were growing up, it's like it was growing with us, but it was like at speed 60 and then speed 80. And then in the past five, six, seven years, it's like speed 200. You know what I mean? You see the growth so fast and you have to keep up with it. We don't have a choice. You can't resist because if you, re- you resist the change, you stay behind. Um, you're saying Dubai is welcoming all the expats. Of course, uh, we are a very welcoming culture. Uh, we love everybody and we respect everybody. And again, I'm, I'm speaking for myself. And I have a lot of expats. Actually, most of my friends are expats because that's the whole point of being in this world because, you know, Dubai is opening up. It's welcoming people and it's it's part of the strategy of the rulers to open up to learn from you guys and you learning from us and we work as one because we are one by the end of the day we share the same kind of like um, um, unity we're part of this world where whatever affects one country automatically affects the whole universe whether you accept it or you don't words uh, strikes, uh, nat- natural disasters. It happens, even if it's, if it's happening in a different continent, mm-hmm. you're still getting affected directly. So I think Dubai has figured out this kind of like um, formula. So we're opening up, we're expecting, we're ex- accepting everyone and everything. Um, if you were here in Ramadan, um, I mean, you were here for like eight years, right? Yes. So, uh, this year, this Ramadan, everything was open, right? Like drinking, restaurants, uh, clubs, uh, beach clubs, DJs. Because if you choose to uh, fast, everything is there. If you choose not to fast, everything is still there. And I love that. Yeah. I mean, I remember my first kind of couple of years when you would go to the mall, everything would be, the food courts would be blocked and stuff. And now after COVID, you don't realize that there's Ramadan anymore, right? And a lot of people that haven't necessarily been here or haven't been here uh, and experienced the the welcoming nature of the people here, they always ask, like, isn't it weird living there in an Arab state with, uh, you know, a a lot of Muslims? and, And once they come to Dubai and they see actually how it is, People, it, it, this could Dubai could be in London or Dubai could be in Paris. Like it's just another great uh, big city that uh, a lot of people enjoy uh, living in. Yeah. 
So um, yeah, that's that's amazing. I mean, it must have been such a big change for me in the eight years. Dubai has changed so much. So for you, it must, um, you know, from literally, I, I some people that have been here 30, 40 years, they tell me that going to um, what's the uh, Emirates Golf Club used to be like crazy. It's so far yeah. away, and now it's like in the middle of Dubai. Yeah, and you have so many options right now. Um, yeah. There is options for everyone. Um, there's this uh, project in Abu Dhabi where they built a mosque, a church, and um, synagogue and synagogue next yeah. to each other. Yes, and I love that. You yes. know, like it's it's a symbol that everything is available for everyone. Whatever mm. you believe, whatever your religion, whatever cultural background, what you like to do, your career, everything is available here, and it's yeah. beautiful. And the the really interesting thing from the government at the moment, and uh, you know, I've got access to, to, to this kind of information, is that they're doing so many trade agreements with so many different kind of countries. And what I've noticed, which I didn't know before, but they literally go everywhere, whether it's Turkey, and so many different... Yeah. Uh, players are coming in and they're not saying no to anyone like like you said at the beginning which is you know that's that's so inspiring to to be so open because in the west or where i come from it's a lot more complicated to yeah. do something like this but here there is a vision and people are really going after this and i think now people from outside look at the uae as um, an example to emulate and, and to, to something that is going really well. Whereas before, it was always like, oh, the experts are coming here and they're helping the country. I think now people are looking at uh, the, the rulers here and the leaders and are saying, wow, they're actually, how they're implementing the things are just amazing to, to witness. Yeah. Um, for, yeah. for, 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 for and us. Um, you will always have these kind of like, pessimistic people and negative people who will try to throw shades and say like, uh, oh, but it's really hot, uh, it's the desert, uh, I can't tolerate being here in the summer. But like, this is like me complaining about not being able to tan in Norway in the winter, you know. It's <laughs> exactly. just, you know, it's just the nature of the place that you are in. And yes. everything comes with like pros and cons. Yes, summer here is very hot. Like. Even Europe. Summer is very hot in Europe right yes. now. And they don't have AC like we have here. They don't have ACs. Um, there are certain like uh, rules and regulations that a lot of the expats uh, complain about. But you also have rules and regulations in Europe, in the US, everywhere in the, in the world. So mm -hmm. um, uh, you will always find these kind of people. But like, whatever, you just like... Yeah, I mean, you make it your own, right? You make your own Dubai, you make your own Los Angeles, you make your own London. I mean, yeah. you also, in London, you cannot go everywhere because it's not safe, right? Dubai is such a safe place. Um, I was speaking to my sister-in-law before and she said, look, I can go out at 3 a.m. in the morning. I never even have to think about safety. Yeah. Whereas in London, it was completely different, which is such an amazing uh, thing. Yeah, I travel. I travel sometimes alone and I leave my uh, son with his nanny. That's can never happen anywhere else in the world. You know, yes. It's so safe. Yes, exactly. So that, that's, that's a really cool um, point. I, before we started recording, you told me about, you know, when, I, when we talk about Emiratis as, as expats, I feel like a lot of generalization mm. uh, is happening. From, from your aspect, uh, perspective, tell me a little bit of, you know, the different kind of facets and, and people, how they can be open to this and, and be more engaging with, um, with Emiratis. Okay, I'll tell you something. Um, I have a lot of expat friends who, when they first come to Dubai, the first thing they tell me, 
oh, we heard that you can date Marathi woman, you get killed, or you get, you get killed by the brothers, or you get sent back home. I was like, where did you get the story from? Like, mm -hmm. What is this? Um, so I would, as I was saying before, it's a, it's, a, it's a scheme, right? So you can't really generalize because we have like so many shades of uh, Emiratis. You have, when we discuss, most of the times, like we're discussing either black and white or Emirati do this, Emirati don't accept that. But there's so many and there's so many Emiratis who come from mixed parents, who come from um, different educational background. They get sent outside the country. They have this uh, Western uh, way of thinking. So when I speak, I speak about my experience, my surroundings, uh, nature and nurture, the kind of people that I grew up with and the people that I hang out with. You have people who are very open and very welcoming, fluent, multilingual, uh, fluent English. And you have the ones who don't speak Arabic, who don't speak English, and uh, they still try to hold back to the... Uh, old ways of living and thinking and traditional like cousins marriage you still have that and you mm -hmm. still and you st you also have the ones who are very liberal and open-minded yes and you're clearly on the more liberal uh, kind of side and you integrate yourself with all the new people that are coming in like you you're the perfect uh, you know, uh, symbol of what Dubai is like because that's how Dubai is, right? You, you're welcoming everyone and then you choose who, who you want to hang out with and, and, and how you want to conduct Yeah, I mean, that's the way to live in a, a happy life if you try to resist, like, we were programmed by our parents, right? Everybody were programmed by their, their, their parents. So I, my parents are traditional, you know, mm -hmm. they grew up in 60s 70s mm -hmm. so they're very traditional they still have the old way of doing things um, uh, have a saving account uh, you know secure a nine-to-five job I remember when I graduated when I entered university in 2007 everybody was doing IT and my dad was pushing me so hard to do IT I was like you know, he was like, yeah, that's the way if you want to secure a, ni a nice career. Now with, uh, you know, the Chad, GBT, GBT yeah. and like, every, like, honestly, half Doesn't of matter. these jobs don't matter anymore. Yeah. So um, I tried to, it took me very long to become who I am. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I did after I separated from my ex-husband is I moved out from my parents' house because mm -hmm. I didn't want the traditional, the classic way of um, the way they they raised me to be affected or rubbed off on my son. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have my own space to give him the teaching that I think is correct for him and then let him be and choose who he wants to be. So and, and how is that family dynamic? Because I imagine, I mean, it's the same in my household, mm -hmm. right? Uh, my parents are more conservative and, uh, you know, I married a half Nigerian, half British woman, which, you know, to an Arabic father was uh, difficult at the beginning to, to accept. And now they love each other. Mm -hmm. But um, how do you see in your own household this kind of struggle of the new kind of generation or, or a different shade of Emirati with, with the old kind of parents? Uh, like I told you, like they have to adapt. They don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. They just have to roll with it or like just stay where they are. And um, you know, I was discussing this to uh, with one of the parents at my son's class. We were discussing uh, the educational system that it has to change for our children. Mm. Um, they have to stop forcing the old way of. Uh, so, what do you want to become when you grow up? Mm -hmm. You know, like the implant the fact that you have to be an employee to somebody to be successful in life mm -hmm. so that this has to change and this is this was one of the things that 
I struggled with. I'm still working for a company, nine to five, but I really want to change this, and I want to change this for my son and for the the, the children. You know, mm -hmm. it's not the only way. And this is one thing very interesting that the, the 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 government has realized. I don't know if you know about this, and maybe a lot of people don't know about that. They recently announced a new uh, law for government employees, Emirati government employees. If you want to start your own business, they give you, a, I don't remember if it's a six months leave or a one year leave with like a basic salary where you can focus on making your own business. So you mm. still have a secure kind of income. You don't have to quit your job and you can work on establishing a business on the side. Mm. And I think that's great. Yeah, I think this is one of the things that the country is really pushing for now to, to entrepreneurship. get yeah, entrepreneurship, get more people, um, more Emiratis, but also more people from outside to come and create businesses. And you can see, I mean, if you look at America, if you look at California, or if you look at, you know, uh, the UK, there, there's so much, so many interesting ideas that people are working on. And I feel that the UAE is perfectly placed here in the region to take advantage of all these uh, people because they have created a holistic kind of living environment where everyone wants to be in, right? Yeah. I mean, um, Saudi is trying to catch up in, in this and they're trying to kind of copy what the UAE is doing. Yeah. And But the UAE already has this established kind of way of doing and they keep pushing and keep reinventing how they can spur this even more. I mean, I, I think in, in my industry, you know, in, in finance, two years ago when they came out with a new regulator trying to regulate cryptocurrencies and now and trying to get all the big kind of companies to come here. Now they have Binance, Crypto.com, uh, okay, so many different exchanges are actually setting up their regional or even global headquarters in the UAE. Mm. I mean, this is fantastic. Like two years ago, that didn't exist. And everyone is trying to get these businesses to come to them. And the UAE has succeeded in this. And then they go to the next one. And yeah. there's a next uh, gen FDI um, uh, initiative going on, which we are actually part of. And the minister there is actually pushing so much for so many different businesses to come, for, for the UAE to grow. And, um, you know, I'm in the same boat as you. I still work for, for, for other people. And, uh, you know, you are a very creative person outside. Maybe we can go into this a little bit as well, what, what your other kind of interests are that you're pursuing uh, through your creativity and where you could potentially also see for yourself where there could be a way f for you to do something that is different than being employed by someone and getting even more... Um, I would say responsibility and accountability yeah. to, to, towards your own life and being a role model to, to your son and to the new kind of generation that comes after. So uh, one of the things that I'm working on right now, you know, I'm an artist, mm -hmm. you know that, right? So uh, one of the things that I'm working on this year and I will release it before uh, end of the year is my first collection of NFTs. Mm. So I have been, uh, I commissioned somebody who's based in Milan. Mm -hmm. uh, she's uh, already doing NFTs for fashion. Okay. And um, again, at the beginning, I was very pessimistic about NFTs, but then I was like, you know what, it's going nowhere. Mm -hmm. And like, um, I'm going to start having my own like virtual gal galleries. And uh, I'm almost halfway through with my collection. It's taking longer than I expected, but I'm very happy with it. So I think that's, that's the, the, that's the way of, my way of thinking has shifted. And at the beginning, I wanted to do um, children books. And like, I'm still thinking about like the materialistic way of doing things, an art gallery, renting a gallery. But then I was like, 
I need to go with the trends, you know, mm -hmm. roll with the trends. So maybe collaboration with fashion uh, NFT um, designers. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's that's my next project. Yeah, I mean, uh, we have in our house, we have one of your earlier projects, which is uh, one of the coloring books that uh, yes. you, you did for my kids. They absolutely yeah. love this. And I, I've seen obviously some of your work, uh, very, very creative. And I'm sure that when you put your mind to something, it, it uh, will be interesting. I mean, even if you even if you fail, you know, this is another thing which I think in the US they do very well. They encourage people. It's you fall down, you get back up and you try again, right? Yeah. Which in Europe that doesn't exist. If you fail, you're a failure. You yeah. like you get a stamp and you're like a failure. Yeah. You and know, you know, Tark. Like recently, my my mindset. I have been doing a lot of like self growth and. I don't believe anything is failure. Mm -hmm. Nothing is failure. Mm. Even if you get like zero in your exam, it's not failure. It's taking you towards the right path. And so many, so many times where something doesn't work out, or like you meet somebody, let's say for a relationship, doesn't work. It always leads you to where you should be going. It's a stepping stone yeah. in towards uh, the right direction. Yeah, yeah. The worst thing is that you just don't even try. If you're not trying, then That's, you, yeah. you can't get there. Yeah, yeah. Then. I, I, I heard a very interesting quote, um, so the guy said, the, the author said, a lot of people uh, die at 30 and get buried at 80. Mm. So, you know, you stop working on your dreams, you, you just, you, you stagnate in one place when you're 30, probably like a full-time job that you hate, and then you live the same day every day for the coming 60 years, and then you die at 80. Mm. And this is something that uh, we have to be aware of. And um, it's, you know, it's like when somebody asks you, how is it like living in Dubai? You know what you should ask them? How is it like, how, how is it like living where you came from? Mm. If you said, oh, miserable, I don't like people, people are not friendly, there's cameras there. So what I learned is I would tell, I would tell them, yeah, okay, so you're going to have the same experience because it's not the place, it's you. It's mm. the way you think, the way you observe people and you attract who you are. If you're attracting scammers and like negative people, wherever you go, it doesn't matter whether you're in Dubai, Europe, in America, you're still going to be that person. Yeah. So it all starts with the mind and changing your mindset and who you are. Dubai is great if you have a great mindset and if you take advantage of the opportunities, the people you meet, the right people, you attract the right kind of energy, the right kind of opportunities. And a lot of people don't have a good experience in Dubai because of the way they think. So they attract what they think yes. they are. That's such a beautiful saying. And whenever I speak to my friends or people back home or, or wherever they are and they ask me, I give this example of, you know, Dubai um, gives you a vase full of diamonds. Right? And you try and put your hand in it and try and get as many diamonds out. Right? But at the top, it's harder to get your hand out. Right? Yeah. So if, you, if you're not a patient, you can come out with nothing. Yeah. And that's up to you. But the diamonds are there for you to grab. Yeah. So the upside in Dubai, because of the way that it's structured, no tax, no, um, so easy to open a business, yeah. so much access to different kind of markets from here, you can create this for yourself. Mm -hmm. but if you always look on the negative side or you always find excuses, then you, you won't be happy in any of the places. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better than, than uh, how, how you said that. That's, that's very good. So where do you see um, 
like I, I feel like this energy of where you want to get into a point where you're leading your own kind of business and you're doing your own kind of stuff yeah. and that. Why, why is that so important uh, for you? I think with independent... So when we chase, a lot of people think that they're chasing money. I don't think they're chasing money. They're chasing the absolute freedom. Mm-hmm. When you have... With money comes the freedom, the freedom of being... Uh, this This world is so big and... I feel like you have to see everything and be everywhere. So with money comes freedom and with freedom comes the opportunity to explore everything around you, you know, mm-hmm. and be where, wherever you want to you wanna be. So for me, it's not about um, making money. It's about having the freedom that the money brings mm-hmm. and being able to get whatever you want without even looking at the price tag. <laughs> yes. So yeah, that's my goal. That's that's a pretty good. Walking into like the buy mall. I think you give me this. This. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that that would be a nice feeling. Yes, yeah. that's nice. And um, you know, I think one of the other misconceptions uh, by some people is that um, you know Emiratis may not work as hard, or they're government jobs and they're easy kind of jobs. Yeah. I have met so many people here that are very different. And again, there's the different kind of shades. But give me a little bit of your kind of understanding, because I know you have shoots, you know, starting from 6 a.m. in the morning till uh, late at night. Give yes. me a little bit of flavor there. So, I mean, that has changed, you know, because before, like 10 years ago, everybody thought that, Oh, Emiratis, they get uh, support with the, from the government, they get free housing, even when they get married, mm. they give them allowance. But these things have changed, right? You have to work for everything. If you are not a dedicated employee, if you, get a, uh, if, you, if you didn't meet your KPIs by the end of the year, even as an Emirati, you can get fired. Mm. So this has changed, and I think it's good because you have to be competitive in such a market. Like, you can't create so much discrimination between, between Emiratis and non-Emiratis. If your goal is to make Dubai even greater than what it is right now. So these things has changed. Yes, before it used to be the case where Emiratis are so laid back, they feel like secured, they feel like they can never lose their jobs. But I mean, if anything we have learned from COVID is nothing is secure mm-hmm. and nothing is safe like 100%. You can lose everything like that. Mm. So yeah. I appreciate you for being very open and honest uh, about these things because they're not easy uh, subjects to discuss. Mm-hmm. But that, that's that's great that you're uh, open about this. So what what else do you want to tell me that other people should know about either the country or you as a person or, or Emiratis as a um, you know as a as a part of the population that lives in Dubai, like myths that you keep hearing that you want to bust uh, through here. Okay, so for non-Emiratis, if they date Emiratis, they're not going to get killed by anyone (laughs) or sent back home. (laughs) As long as it's, uh, you know, it's it's mutual. And um, so if, I know in some European countries or I don't Mm -hmm. know, but like if, if an expat marries an Emirati, they don't get the, the citizenship. nationality, the yeah. citizenship. Yeah. The kids are entitled to get it once they uh, become 18 years old, mm-hmm. uh, not before that. Um, what else? What would you like to know? I think that's a better question. Um, there's so many things and you have been here for eight years. So tell yes. me things that you're curious about. Um, I mean, I, you know, I've got a little bit of an insight because we have a burger shop that caters to, to Marathis, which you have been to. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the kind of consumption patterns or 
Like, you know, I feel like in, in the summer, everyone moves to, to London or to Europe to do their holidays, including me, yeah. you know, everyone wants to get out. But what are some of the things, you know, when you when, when we look, you always look at Dubai and you see a lot of fast cars, you, you see the number plates, you see those kind of things. How do you, what do you feel like there is is interesting to someone that is from outside that is not really like it? But, you know, you see that also in some European cities, right? Mm. If you go to uh, Monaco or like Cannes or Lugano, you see a lot of like fancy cars and women with like designer bags and stuff. So it's not just Dubai. It comes with uh, wealth. And there's a lot of wealthy uh, cities around the world. I mean, the thing is, a lot of not just Emiratis, but like Dubai kind of give you the pressure of showing off yeah. so a lot of people are on credit card debts including some of my very close friends um, uh, a lot of boutiques now offer the option of uh, purchasing with installment which mm. i think is ridiculous mm. you know you buy a designer pants or designer bag with a monthly installment <laughs> what is that you yes know? if you can't afford it you shouldn't buy it you, you know yeah. i mean you know if you can't afford it twice you shouldn't buy it not yes. just once you know yes. So, um, so that's the thing. It's it's the pressure, uh, and honestly, before it used to be more among girls. Now I see it more with boys. Mm. Like I feel like boys feel like they need to show off and flex more than women mm-hmm. because that's the way to get like women, right? <laughs> to get girls. Yes. If he looks wealthy, he has a higher chance. So yeah. Yes, that's that's very true. Yeah, this this pressure, a lot of people, especially. You know, if you're an expert, maybe I'll tell you my uh, perspective. If you're coming from the UK or from from anywhere in the world, you're coming here, and you all of a sudden you don't pay tax anymore. You you probably are better off than you were in your in your home country. Yeah. You come here and you start spending money, and then you see in Dubai there will always be people that are richer than you. Yeah, this is by default. In your home country, maybe you're the richest guy in town, yeah. but here there's always people that have more money than you. And if you succumb to this feeling like, oh, I need to, you start comparing yourself to other people, this can go very bad in Dubai and uh, credit card debt is is very bad. And rich is such a relative term, right? Maybe for me, having a million dollars is rich. Maybe for Mm. you, it's like having $10 million is rich, you know? So it's such a relative term. So that's correct. Like when, when I go to the, during school pickup, you know, you see like the cars, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, Rolls Royces. So my son is always like, uh, mommy, I don't like your car. <laughs> I was like, why? He's like, no, I don't like it. It's not, it's not nice. You need to change it. Get a Bentley or a Rolls Royce or a Ferrari, you know? So even like it's the pressure is going to the children as well. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I feel when people, some people drop off their kids completely uh, decked out for the day with the best cars that are yeah. there. And uh, that creates this kind of pressure. And if you succumb to it, then yes, it will get difficult in Dubai because, uh, yeah. But it's like, maybe it's like the good kind of pressure because you want to be able to achieve that. Right? That's exactly the what you said earlier. If you look at this and say negative things about this, yeah. you will never get there. If you say, hey, that, that's amazing that this yeah. person has achieved this and I'm going to yeah. get there in, in my way as well. You know, um, I don't remember, was it S- uh, Steve Harvey? I I saw it on YouTube. There was a video where I think it was Steve Harvey. He said, um, book yourself a business class ticket or a first class ticket even for once, do whatever it takes for you to do that. Because once you put yourself in that mindset, 
you would always want to fly business at first and then it will make you like it will push you to to like to work harder i i've had that experience i first flew uh, first emirates to melbourne 14 hours and when the guy comes and asks you you know when would you like to shower you know that's, <laughs> that's just a strange thing to do in, in an airplane but once you have experienced that you want to do that again and then last year to the world cup i flew with a private jet there once you're in a private jet, you really don't yeah, want to go. Yeah, you don't want to do commercial anymore. Like, okay, <laughs> exactly. I want my own private jet now. <laughs> exactly. So you start, in Dubai allows you to start dreaming a lot bigger because yeah. there's just always bigger and the city is trying to, you know, we have the tallest tower in the world, we, you know, all those kind of things. They're trying to push you and that's how people should look at it. Tarek, I don't know if you're into like meditation and yoga and this kind of stuff, like... I don't know that part of you. It's very, it's very difficult for me to keep my brain quiet okay. and, and do meditation. For me, meditation is like when I work out, then I'm at peace. Like okay. I, I get very quiet. But just sitting is very difficult for me. I, I try it and I probably should do more. Okay. I've done yoga a, a couple of times. I actually find yoga very tough. It's a it's, very it tough, tough workout. Yeah. But meditating by itself is, is too hard for me at the beginning. I recently, oh, no. I started very recently actually, and it was not yoga, it was like healing and spiritual kind of like mm-hmm. um, um, sessions where it puts you in like oneness with the universe. Mm-hmm. And it teaches you that you are infinite and it's, it's, it's in alignment with the whole Dubai vibration, you know, because Dubai has such, right now there is such a huge, energy shift towards Dubai and for us the people who try to resist it they're you feel like they're anxious they're not comfortable they're like you know because they're resisting the change you can't resist this kind of change you have to be like in the oneness of the the universe right mm-hmm. and the the world and also there is this book of uh, the 5 a.m club did you mm-hmm. read it no okay it's a very good one and it um I'm not a very religious person, but like it made me believe that these kind of like spiritual uh, talks, it made me feel like we are all kind of praying or worshiping the same mm-hmm. life or God or whatever you want to call it, because there is so much similarities in terms of like education. Uh, in this book, The 5 a.m. Club, it, uh, it says that there is a huge energy shift that happens when the sun is rising. Mm-hmm. That's why you need to be awake. We have the Fajr prayer you mm-hmm. know, at this time that yeah. you have to be awake to pray around this time. Mm-hmm. Most of the yogis and people who meditate wake up before sunrise. You know, yeah. If you are doing pilgrimage, if you are like in the Himalayas praying, they all make it a point to wake up before sunrise. So there is a huge energy shift that happens around this, this time. Why am I saying this leading to Dubai is if you want to achieve something, you have to be in harmony with who you are and with the universe. And that mm-hmm. will put you in the mindset to achieve whatever you want to achieve in life. You know, if you are like if you are like trying to, you know, like when when you set your goals, like in like December oh, for next year, I want to do one, two, three, four, five. It might work. It might not work, but it will work if you put the same energy and vibration to it and really believe that you have it mm. and that it would work. I certainly believe in that. Yeah, I, I mean, energy is something that is so important. Uh, if you've got the right energy around you, you attract the right kind of people, you attract the right kind of projects that you want to work on. And I didn't read the 5 a.m. club, but I am in the 5 a.m. club because I, uh, for me, the mornings are so important. If you 
wake up early in the morning and you go and work out, you work on what is important for you. And by 9 a.m., when most people start going to the office and, and that kind you're of stuff. You're like midday. Yeah, exactly. You've had four hours and you feel like I've already achieved what, I, what makes me feel good. You know, I've worked out, I've done this. Um, and that, yeah, just sets the, sets the day off right. Yeah, I went um, two days ago. We woke up very early, me and my son. And uh, there is this bakery that makes like flatbread with cheese. Oh. And we went and we had that like six in the morning. It was amazing. It was such a nice bonding experience with my son. Yes. Know? So, uh, you know, like wealth is not just financial. It's no. Emotional. It's you spending time with your kids. Uh, spiritual. So there's so many layers of uh, success. Yes. You don't want to be one dimensional and just think about, you know, uh, money and wealth and that kind of stuff like uh, family and, and bonding and spending time with friends. This is the thing that in Dubai is so amazing. Like when you go to the beach on a weekend for, for two days in a row, one day, okay. But if you go two days in a row and you come back, you feel like I've gone on holidays yeah. and I've completely reset and I'm back. You know, whereas in Europe, you have to travel, like you have to fly to places before you can experience this. This is so amazing here that there's so many different facets of Dubai and you can literally pick and choose what you what you like to, to make it your Dubai and your 100%. happiness. And, you know, I don't like to travel in the summer. Like I most most summers I choose to be in Dubai because, you know, everybody goes away in the summer. So there is like. I don't need to make reservation in restaurants, you know, I can go to whatever. Malls are empty. The malls are empty, <laughs> the parkings are empty, so it's the best time to be in Dubai, actually. Wow, I don't think that I've ever heard that from anyone that lives here. <laughs> I'm that telling wants you. To be here. And like, there is ACs everywhere, like, and you go from basement to apartment, from apartment to basement to mall basement, so yeah. you don't really get to walk outside so much. In the eight years that I've been here, one summer I did here in 2020 when you couldn't fly COVID, anywhere. COVID, yeah. um, and the other summers I've dipped in and out, gone and come back. But um, even even with the summers, people always portray this to be such a problematic thing. As you said, everything is AC. Yeah. It's very easy to stay here. And if you think about your own situation, if you live abroad, your winters are not really enjoyable either. You know, they're wet, they're cold, they're all of that. And you stay at home, yeah. which and is very, right yes, which is very normal to do here in the summer as well. You, you move around, but you don't go out every day for a two hour walk because it's, it's too hot, right? Yeah. So it's, it's relative, it's just different kind of seasons. It's like in Australia, they now have their winter, which is kind of like the European summer. And in the winter, it's really hot yeah. for them. So it's, it's just, you either make the best out of it or, or you don't. Yeah, you just have to adapt, you know. Even like in London in winter when it's raining, like I enjoy the rain, you know. Yeah. I enjoy being, I've been to Norway in the winter when it was like 21 minus 21 degree. And I enjoyed it, you know. Okay, yeah. it's hard. It was hard to take pictures because, you know, the minute you move your hand out of the gloves, it freezes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you just have to learn how to enjoy everything. Yeah. Mawa, thank you so much uh, for coming on and sharing your perspective on um, on Emiratis, on you as a person and uh, as, the, as the country is progressing and, and where we're going. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.